My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, so welcome back to the show. It's Basha here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Riley June. She's the host of the Riley June Show, and she's also a transformational coach. Welcome to the show, Riley. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Likewise, it's a pleasure to have you. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your challenges, your podcasts, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I think what's so incredible about everyone's story is that there's always so many faucets to it. So for anyone who's listening, that is like really just starting to pull apart their story and figure out like where they're going and what they're doing and how they get to leverage their story to help get them into a place that they want to be know that every part is beautiful, even the ones that you might dislike the most. So (laughs) for me, my story really started in 2015. I lost my aunt and she was a huge catalyst to just someone that I looked up to and who I aspired to be in life. She, she, you know, she had the nine to five job, but that never stopped her from traveling the world and doing what she wanted and paying off debt and racking it back up. And like, she was a very free spirited person and it didn't matter who you were and what you believed. She loved you genuinely. And I always really looked up to that. And so when we lost her, it was a really big catalyst in my life as well as my family's lives, because, you know, we've lost other people before, but sometimes there's just that one person that really stands out the most. And that doesn't mean we don't value anybody else, but uh, it was was just this this big changing uh point in my life and it led me down this journey of wanting to learn about mediumship and spirituality and like connecting with her and healing and wanting to figure out like there there has to be more to this life like it's not just what i physically see like what about this gut instinct what about all these experiences that i've had that i can't explain i'm getting dropped dimes and feathers and what does this mean and so i ended up going into a training program literally just to learn how to connect with spirit myself i was like i'm going to maybe hope that i have these gifts that people talk about i don't know what this even means but let's figure it out and because i couldn't believe how important intuition was in our lives like i was getting shown are getting taught about our ability to see things that we're not physically seeing. So if you've ever had a vision, or even if you visualize things in your future, like you're literally using your mind's eye, your clairvoyant ability when you're feeling something. So oftentimes when we have conversations with people, we're feeling the emotions of them. Even if they're, they seem happier, they seem content, you know, you feel frustration or you feel sadness and you don't know what that means. And so I'm going through intuition and learning about it. And I'm realizing that this is some like insane gift that we all have that I thought it was the one-off people who grew up and they were special. And it's, it's like, no, it's literally everyone. And so I started going live and just literally telling the world, I was like, I don't know who needs to hear about this, but you got to learn about your intuitions. So let me tell you just what I'm learning. I had no intention to, to build a business or to help people or to ever start a podcast. But um, shortly after that, my husband fell really sick and it ended up being this two year experience of him going through these ups and downs of near death experiences and miraculous savings and so much in between that. And I started to apply what I was learning with intuition, with helping me to just literally get through this. Sometimes we're in survival mode where it's like, okay, let's just get to the next day. Let's get to the next hour. And as stressful as it was, and as challenging as it was emotionally, mentally, and even physically watching someone you love go through that, 
Um, he came out on the other side now, great and healthy and happy. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Uh, but it propelled me to want to help people understand that not only is there so much more to a complicated, dire, and, and sometimes depressing situation, but that in the center of all of that, you are your greatest asset. And it really does matter how you view yourself, how you connect with yourself, the way that you choose to evolve and grow and, and what you choose to consume in those spaces and, and places. And it led me to then eventually learning um, hypnosis and um, emotional freedom techniques and uh, neuro-linguistic programming and all these different ways of helping to deeper understand the psychology of a person emotionally, mentally, and behaviorally. And it actually allowed me to kind of, in a way, skip over things like depression through really challenging times, or I've had um, three babies now. So postpartum depression wasn't a thing for me because I had these tools that allowed me to kind of catch on to these certain things. And uh, then I realized that I love to talk as I just can't shut up right now, but I'm almost done. I promise. <laughs> so I was like, I got to start a podcast because I got a lot to say and a lot to share and a lot that people need to know. How can I get them to have access to this information so much faster and quicker? And so that's where the podcast came into the world of my work. And so now I just help women across the world and have been for the last half a decade, uh, transforming their lives predominantly through learning their intuition and learning how to apply that to their lives in faith, in behaviors, in habit building, in mental awareness, in, um, in really overcoming the challenges that they face. That's amazing. I love that. So with all that said, what would you say was the turning point for you from like just learning about it and just, you know, casually helping out other people on the side to like, oh shit, like this is an actual business now, you know? That's you a great question. Yeah. So the biggest one was people started wanting to pay me and the, Hey, like, can I like, how do I pay for the service? How do I book with you? I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not charging anything. Like just just come on alive. Like, I'm just talking about it. Or like, let's have a conversation in my DMS and you know, where are you at? And I think more than people wanting to pay me was that people were actually resonating with it. And people were finding really great value from realizing that they weren't crazy because intuition is a real thing. The feelings that they were feeling were actually in fact valid, but that there was also hope in a greater way to um, go through the experiences that they were going through, or even navigate the experiences that were holding them back from their past in their child wounds. It's a really big thing. in a lot of people, I'd argue literally every person. Uh, so it was when they started to, when I started to realize that people needed this and then on top of it, they wanted to pay me for it. I was like, oh, wait, you know, my husband has all these health conditions that has enabled him from working for the rest of his life. I might actually have something here. And so I kind of just ran with it. And then it, an accidental business turned into an intentional business where now I get to do what I do. And, and it's just a beautiful experience. That's amazing. What would you say has been the biggest challenge from switching from accidental business to intentional business? Oh, this is my favorite question that I've really been learning to kind of pull apart and figure out. Uh, the biggest one is honestly the intention of it. It's one thing when things are fun and free and la da and it doesn't matter. And okay, I'm only going to do this for a couple hours a week to, okay, I not only want to sustain this, but I want to grow this because mm -hmm. it's one thing to go live and to have fun and, and do all those things. But then there's a whole back end of it. It's the processing for bringing on clients and onboarding them. It's having a team and learning how to be a leader in that. It's, you know, realizing that actually genuinely more people do need this. So how do we get this to more eyes and ears? 
um, a big part of the podcast was that it was, okay, I need a resource for people to come to and something that people can find when they're searching out, maybe how to overcome fear in their life or how to understand their intuitive gifts. Um, and that it wasn't necessarily in a course that they could purchase. It was just something they could come to and listen to. And so it really, the difference was the intentionality of wanting to get it into more people's hands and essentially lives. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I love that. So what is your focus going to be for 2023? My focus is to help a thousand women transform their lives. And so that's very general, uh, but it really depends on each person. I think where for me, the biggest dance between spirituality and like logical um, healing work is really in understanding that everyone evolves with different experiences, different emotional imprints, different pasts, different generational histories, and that transformation is really, truly unique to each person. It could be, maybe you want to thrive in your career. Maybe you want to be the best stay-at-home mom. Maybe you want to be an incredible wife. So deep communication and connection is really valuable to you. Maybe it is just about money. Maybe it's about uh, not having to carry the burdens of your past or the burdens that you grew up with your parents carrying that you still carry and still affects you in, in many ways in your life and your decisions. So it could even just be a spiritual connection. Maybe you want to grow deeper within your faith. Um, through this, it really brought me to a place of wanting to understand God more, which has been beautiful. Uh, but within mm-hmm. that, there's still these beautiful gifts that we have. So maybe you just are sick and tired of being overwhelmed with people's emotions all the time. And you want to figure out how to detach from that and empower yourself through it. And so that's really where that work comes in very in a unique place. So for me, it's impacting another thousand women and hopefully to even get beyond that goal uh, within six months is kind of my plan. Gotcha. That's, that's awesome. I love it. So that said, um, with all the individuality that you bring in to your clients, do you see that posing any problems for scaling in the future? Mm-hmm. Since it's not like, you know, a one size fits all kind of yep. program. Yes. So this is so, such a fascinating concept because transformation, like I just said, is literally individualized. But in the world of like standing out, building authority, um, doing something that's recognizable, in a sense, you need to have kind of like a a niche down, more specific line of focus. So for me, I really work in the emphasis of intuition. And I find that that's such a captivating thing because everyone, even if they don't think they have intuitive gifts, can resonate. Even just from you likely feel the emotions of other people and you're tired of it, or you constantly have these knowings, like you know something, you don't know how you know them, but you know them and then they pan out to be true. And then you're blown away and you're sitting there like, what do I do with this? What is this? How did I know this? Um, Or you hear things, right? I I think what's a a fine balance too, is that um, you can have people who hear things and they tend to think like, am I schizophrenic? Am I like losing my mind? Like, am I going crazy? But oftentimes it's actually just a clear audience ability. So if you've ever been in a store and you've heard your name being called and you look around and there's no parents calling their kids and nobody that you know is standing there calling your name and you're like, no, like somebody called my name, like what is going on, right? These are like interruptions in time and that's our intuitive ability kicking in to essentially interrupt our time span. So we never know what it's interrupting us from most times, but uh, it it typically tends to be one of our gifts. And so helping people to understand those and then branching it into then the specificity of their life and, and what they're navigating, what they, they want to find empowerment and overcome in, in themselves. Mm-hmm. So 
how do you plan on going about scaling that? Because I know you, you mentioned that you, you know you you niche down and you you specialize in the intuition portion of this kind of spiritual healing, but I mean, do you have a plan for you know, let's say you get to a thousand women and you want to reach another ten thousand women? You know, how do you plan on going about that? Yeah, so I love this question because this is something that I've really been sitting with, and it's it's helping people who help other people. So my goal to help a thousand women specifically has to do with um, really building up word of mouth referrals, building up more reviews, things like that. Um, genuinely just helping people, of course, but then taking all of that data, you know, what worked, what didn't work, the different uniquenesses of uh, perspectives of situations and turning it into, I already have been over the last couple of years, developing a program for people who help people. So whether you're a life coach and you want to know more about intuition, I've helped a lot of therapists in the realm of spirituality and being able to trust their gifts, um, helping other healers, uh, spiritual coaches, then have all this data that I compile into lessons, teachings, and training. So then I can go on to help the people who help the people. And then that catalyst just continues to grow. I see. So help a thousand or 10,000, however many women, both directly and indirectly. That's awesome. That's a great idea. So what is your goal for revenue for 2023 looking like? Uh, my goal for revenue is about 250,000. I mm-hmm. have um, built a six figure business. My business has brought in over uh, $400,000 in the last five years. And I'd say the first year was like $8,000. Oh. <laughs> like, I was literally just playing with, how can I help you? Let me give you all this information. Oh, you want to tip me $30. Okay. Um, and then since then it's just kind of compacted over time. So anything done intentionally naturally will. So 250,000 for me is a really beautiful goal. It helps me to achieve my personal goals, my business goals, um, have the mentors pay off the debts, all the things. And, uh, and really just then learn after, I think this year, I want to get more into learning about, um, uh, paid advertising. Everything I've done to this point has been 100% organic. So mm-hmm. that's then going to be a bigger catalyst to helping more people um, in that 10,000 range and then even growing to potentially half a million as well. I have a goal in two years to make over half a million dollars because there is an elite level mastermind that I want to be in. And that is one of the qualifications. So I'm going to get to and sustain 250 a year. And then I'm going to uh, see how we can bridge that into a bigger, bigger number over the next 24 months. You have absolutely got this. I believe in you. <laughs> so to reach the 250K a year, what's your, I guess, like plan and focus to achieve that? Visibility and podcasts, po- going on podcast tours, getting into people's groups, networking is one of the biggest one. Your net worth is your network. So for me, it's just bringing value to other people's communities that are like-minded, um, partnering up on different uh, projects. Maybe that's a collaborative course or a masterclass or something to that degree. Maybe it's a bundle series where a few of us go in with some of our greatest um, assets that we have to offer people and, and su- supporting them and transforming their lives. And then we do things like that. So I have quite a few plans um, in regards to collaborations for sure. Um, and really just networking is the biggest one. So getting in the rooms where people are doing big things and realizing that no matter where you're at and what your goals are, even if it's to grow a business, 
your intuition comes into play tenfold, making decisions, visualizing, being more connected to your boundaries and, and your edges and uh, all those kinds of things, who you are in that next level is a big part of your energy. So I have a lot that I can offer people and the tangible, the logical, the behavioral, emotional, and mental. So you got to work on those factors as well as just like meditating in a corner and humming om. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's much more than that. Um, yeah, it really is. It's not that easy. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to a 10-minute YouTube video, breathing yeah. in and out, doing progressive muscle relaxation. So um, yeah. with with all your success, what has been your biggest challenge as of today? Mm, I love this. Um, I think my biggest challenge is actually establishing a non-for-profit. So I really mm. started to dig into this more uh, the last couple months because I have been running a, it's called the Christmas love project. And so the intention of it is to give back to uh, single moms and dads around Christmas time and bless them. So my communities rallied together for four years now and they pour in donations. And, uh, and then I usually pitch in some either uh, between I match it or I bring in a contribution just from sales over the few months and we donate to uh, people who are nominated. So for me, to date, I think my biggest priority and the thing I'm finding the most challenging is, is navigating the non-for-profit stuff and what that looks like as a separate entity from business. Um, even though in a sense it is a business, it's not really the same, um, at least tax wise. <laughs> so figuring out how to do that and figuring out how to merge that with my current business so that there's this constant flow going into it. Um, and it becomes an opportunity for other people as well, where they can get tax write-offs and things like that. Um, so that when we come to the end of the year, it's not just something that I'm running like 150% in for eight, eight weeks is usually how long I do it. It's something I'm doing all year round. So molding that into the model I currently have, um, it's presenting one of my biggest challenges, but I'm really loving it because the reason for it is obviously just so beautiful and, and valuable. So. I love it. I love it. That's a great focus. Or I guess it's, it's a good challenge to have. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what about within your current business itself? Aside from the non-profit. Um, yeah. So I think the biggest one is that visibility. It's having the time to get into all the containers. Um, so for me, it's going to be finding someone to support me in that. So hiring on somebody who deals with that. So finding the person is definitely one of the challenges. And then the second one is finding the time in between. I have four kids, so I'm constantly busy um, <laughs> on top of like the things that I already have going. So it's uh, really prioritizing my schedule. Time management is 100% my biggest challenge right now. Uh, and I'm finding that it, I have to learn to stick to the schedule versus like, oh, I'm going to like expand this and do more here. It's like, if I start doing that, everything else gets thrown off. So it's really the discipline and time management, I guess. I see. Got it. Where do you think that you might get stuck or slowed down within the next 12 months on your path? Uh, definitely not hiring fast enough. So I have learned that, especially being a mom to kids, period, um, that there's life that happens outside of running a business. And that means that you have to find a way to not allow it to affect your current clients and audience. And so for me, growing to a number where I obviously can't serve a thousand one-on-one -on -one clients, 
I have to look at other means to having that support built in so that people are still getting that tangible value without um, 100% relying on me and having to constantly feel like I'm sacrificing it in some area. Gotcha. I understand. So then I guess it's a kind of a similar question. It's a little different. Um, if you were to double or triple your revenue, what are some challenges you might face or changes you need to make both within yourself and within the business? This is a good question. <laughs> so doubling or tripling from where I am today, it would definitely, definitely be having um, more support. So I currently have a virtual assistant that helps me with a lot of like the marketing stuff. But in terms of like community support, client support, I would definitely need somebody else to be trained in that department. Um, personally, I think it really just comes down to the discipline of time management. Um, like I said, you have kids, things happen, people get sick, stuff gets broken, spilled, whatever the case may be. I'm very fortunate to have my husband home with me all the time. Um, but sometimes like he has other things that he has to do too. So um, definitely time management and discipline surrounding that. So routines are going to be super big for me this year. And I am, I'm a type B Pisces. Like I am not a routine person at <laughs> all. I actually rebelled against it my whole life until I decided to build an intentional business. <laughs> uh, the biggest challenge for me going from accidental to intentional was I was like, Oh wait, I have a schedule. Like someone booked in, I have to be there at that time. So, <laughs> so now the idea of serving more women um, in that caliber is like, it's really going to come down to time management for myself personally. I totally feel that issue, by the way, looking at the calendar, realizing, oh, oh, I have to go to that. <laughs> I have to be there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel your pain. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your podcast. Um, okay. what is your, first of all, what exactly do you cover in your podcast? Let's start with that. Yeah. So, uh, oversighting it, it's all about spirituality. So it's new age spirituality, it's faith-based spirituality, um, intuitive gifts. So very much the energetics of life. Um, in the last six months, I started to bring in more of the logical components. So behaviors, habits, addressing specific emotions and things that we go through. So fear around challenges, around decision-making around sometimes even fear of what might come up when you're going through a healing journey. Um, it is very primarily focused around though. Those are the, uh, the modalities, um, it's around helping people heal themselves. And a lot of that comes from inner child wounding, subconscious limitations, um, and then just the limitations that we can face in our, in our daily lives as well. Um, it was an incredibly helpful podcast throughout, uh, COVID just people having something that they can go to where it's like, how do I find sanity in all this? And it didn't matter where you were on the spectrum of beliefs and what's going on. It was just like, there's a lot happening how do I find grounding in that? So I could take mm -hmm. the worldly issues and I could bring it back to just like intentionality, um, uh, creating some kind of drive, focus and momentum. And, and then the emotional issues that come surrounding that and, and what it might've actually brought up for a lot of people because COVID triggered something for a lot of people. And it wasn't just the fear of, can we go outside or what can we do? A lot of it was abandonment issues, neglect, rejection, um, self-esteem. And so isolation from communities. So I was able to take a lot of that, which tended ended up being a lot of actual core issues that people deal with anyways. So if you're still struggling with things from around the COVID era, check out my podcast. Cause there's definitely going to be something for you. It sounds like it was a, it's a beautiful podcast. It sounds like such a good resource for people. 
I wish I had had that during COVID, which I had found you during COVID. <laughs> but <laughs> so what's your favorite thing about podcasting? I love talking. So you'll notice that if for if you ever take the, um have an opportunity to listen to an episode, I'll start off by saying like this is going to be a shorter episode and then they are literally never a shorter episode <laughs> because I branch into like so many faucets of one topic. Um I think what my favorite thing is is that there's no limitations to it. So it's literally like the Riley June show for a reason. You're coming to my show to hang out with me, to learn about my kids, to learn about my life, most importantly, to learn about yourself. And when it's learning about yourself, there's, there's no limitations to it. It's, there's a reason why healing is never uh, finalized because life is never finalized until the day that we die. And that's just, you're out. So you're not learning anymore anyways. Um, and yeah, it's just an awesome opportunity to talk to people and know that someone on the other line or on the other side, I guess, <laughs> is getting something of value that maybe they didn't even realize they needed to hear that day, but um, was exactly what they needed. Do you do mostly solo shows or do you do interviews as well? I do interviews as well. So I typically have about two guests a month um, and then I'll do two solo episodes. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love it. So on the flip side, what have some of the biggest pain points been around growing your podcast? Uh, I think the biggest thing is actually, in fact, growing it. So it kind of was like, mm-hmm. uh, my podcast was kind of like that accidental business again. It was like, okay, I'm going to show up here because I have way more to say. And if people can't afford a course or one-on-one or whatever, here they can go to this. It's a value to them still. Um, and then I think when I started to realize that this could actually just be its own kind of entity, um, was where I started to kind of find that similar challenge where it was like, okay, networking, getting into rooms with other people, getting on other people's podcasts, finding even just like other women or men who were in the same realm and wanted to have a conversation about whatever it is they were navigating or dealing with or their journey in podcasting or their journey in business or life. Um, so it was pulling me. I'm, I'm very introverted by nature, even though I run an online business, <laughs> I find most people are. Um, so it was actually like pulling me out of my own skin to like go and mm-hmm. connect with more people, um, not just intentionally to get something from them or, or whatever, but just to meet more people. And I find that with podcasting, it's literally a genuine conversation that you're having with strangers. And some of those strangers end up becoming like your best friend, if not a client. So, or you, their client. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of the same reasons that we love podcasting so much. It's just the, the people that you get to meet from all across the world. Yesterday yeah. I had an interview with one lady was from Canada. A different was from the UK. I know my coworker, wow. she's interviewed people in Africa. Like it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. The kind of connections you get to make. Um, so we're reaching the end of the podcast here. So, but I did want to cover how your business is either an asset or an excuse and whether or not, you know, the difference. Ooh, I love that. So oftentimes when we want to take on something in our lives, this is where self-awareness really comes in. For me, my business in the beginning was an excuse. It was an excuse from dealing with the emotional trauma that I was facing with my husband, with the loss of my aunt. It was an, it was a distraction from like actually just dealing with, um, something that I've learned very intentionally and very, um, very, 
unideally, because it's not always something you want to deal with when inner things come up is that I get super triggered by loud noises. And that came through a whole level of self-understanding, but it was from my kids. So I could escape from my kids and their loud noises by going to my business. And it's like, okay, I'm going to like serve people, hyper-focus on this. He's going to take the kids and I'm just, I get to deal with this. It gets to be my me time. So in the beginning, Mm -hmm. it actually became an excuse for me. And what I started to realize is that that trigger wasn't going away. And that was one of the key indicators for me was if I was using my business as an escape, that there was, that was the excuse. When I started using it intentionally was when I started addressing the things that I was trying to escape from, both from using my intuition to help me with that self-awareness to realize this is actually not, it's not that it's not helpful to other people, but that I'm also doing, I'm doing it almost more for me. And that's not really the reason why we have a business, right? Sure. We have our goals and our revenues and we want a certain type of lifestyle, but we go into business typically to help other people like genuinely. And I started to realize that it wasn't necessarily just genuinely because when I didn't have the clients to go serve, I needed to go hyper fixate on like building a graphic or making a worksheet that I didn't even know where it was going to. And so that was kind of the difference for me in realizing that. And what I've recognized in helping other entrepreneurs in figuring that out for themselves is it's just starting off by going through each area of their life. And oftentimes it's either a health or a relationship thing. They're struggling with their partner. They're struggling with even the communication with friends or family. They're struggling with physical ailments or symptoms. And so they're putting their business or they're putting all their attention into their business to try and escape dealing with whatever that other thing is. And that's where you start to use your business as a crutch versus actually having it as an asset. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It does make sense by all means, hundred percent. I think a lot of us have been guilty of falling into that trap. hundred percent. And I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, right? Like we go through all different stages of life and it's just being able to have the awareness to say, okay, wait, maybe this isn't as healthy as it could be, or maybe there's something coming up within me that I need to look at first, because that lesson you're avoiding or that situation you're avoiding is also something that's going to transform you and bring more of an asset to your business. So it's worth it to look at it every time. But for anyone who might feel like, ah, I'm using this as an excuse, know that that's a good thing that you just recognize that because now there's something for you to transform. Self-awareness is key. Thank you so much, Riley. If anybody's looking to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to find you? Yeah. Just come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm there all the time. Riley, R-Y-L-E-E, June as in the month.ca. Um, it's also my website if you want to check out anything that I have, but most importantly, just come say hi. Let me know that you uh, heard me here. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate. I'm always there to support people in the DMs. So I love connecting and getting to know other people. Awesome. Love it. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like, and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, 
download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.